Well, I, I read late last night that the state governments was voting against a motion calling for them to support Australian jobs by manufacturing transport infrastructure in New South Wales. The state opposition says that the LNP in this state are obsessed with exporting jobs and importing duds. Well, uh, by recent events, I guess that's possibly true when we talk about the light rail fail, particularly um, the line running from Dulwich Hill to Central, out of action now decommissioned for probably a year, hopefully less, and some other ongoing issues we've had with ferries and trains not built for purpose. In Queensland, as I've mentioned this week, Anastasia Palaszczuk has been very clear in suggesting that infrastructure, transport infrastructure, that they're going to uh, get for the 2032 Olympic Games, all of that infrastructure will be built here in Australia, in a place called Maryborough. That means jobs here in Australia, money staying here in Australia, even if it costs slightly more, it's worth it. Chris Minns is uh, Labor leader in New South Wales. He joins us. Good morning, Chris. G'day, Marcus. How are you? Well, thank you, mate. You have to ask the question, if they can do it in Queensland, surely we can do it here in New South Wales? Yeah, absolutely. We can do it in New South Wales. We've got a persistent program from the New South Wales Liberals to build as much as they can overseas. So it means that the state misses out on fantastic, well-paid jobs in manufacturing. We can do it in our regions. We've done it for a long time. It's just for some reason there's been almost a psychosis from the government where they've refused to back Australian know-how and Australian engineering. And you can see the proofs in the pudding because the inner-west light rail out for more than 12 months, perhaps out 18 months, yeah. uh, and, and built overseas, built in Spain. So I just think we need to change this up, Marcus, and start backing Australian manufactured goods. Well, I think you're on the right track here, pun intended, because uh, I think people in New South Wales are getting a, a little sick and tired of... Uh, you know, the, the, the never-ending issues with our public transport system. Uh, I mean, we, we know it's not necessarily designed to run for profit, we understand that, but we at least want value for money. And even if it does cost, uh, you know, some suggest up to 25% more to manufacture this infrastructure here in Australia, surely that's worth it when it comes to having the things built for fit for purpose and, you know, re, uh, you know, putting money back into the economy through increased jobs? Well, that's the argument. The argument is, oh, look, we can't build it in Australia because it costs more. But let me go through some of these facts. The last six major transport projects that were built overseas had cost overruns of between 40 and 50%, 40 and 50%, wiping out any potential saving from not building it onshore. And you've got a situation where you've got ferries that were built in Indonesia that can't fit under bridges, that are packed full of asbestos, that can't run at night because they haven't been built properly. You've got Korean-built trains that were too big for the tracks and are two years late. And you've got the other light rail in the CBD, the inner city light rail, that was $1.7 billion over budget, more than the entire cost of the project was meant to cost taxpayers in any event. So... None of this is working. We're 10 years into this experiment. We don't have the jobs on shore. There's significant safety concerns. And in the end, it's costing us more to build them overseas. Well, that's right. I mean, at the end of the day, the argument for, uh, you know, having uh, this sort of vital infrastructure procured here in New South Wales, I would have thought is a no-brainer. 
Yeah, big big four projects uh, that we missed out on would have generated more than 4,000 jobs, primarily in regional New South Wales. Good, well-paid, middle-class jobs for those communities. And then you'd have 4,000 paychecks circulating in those communities over a prolonged period of time. You've just said that Queensland have got the Maryborough facility. Western Australia have rebuilt and restarted train building just outside of Perth. Yeah. Uh, to build locally manufactured trains in Western Australia. So other states are doing it, Marcus, and we're missing the train, so to speak, by refusing to do it ourselves. So I think the Liberal Party got their head in the sand on this, and for some reason they're ideologically obsessed with it. They will not shift. Well, uh, maybe it'll take a change um, in government and uh, the possibility that they may not be able to hold the purse strings and sit behind the Treasury desks in the future. You know, that may yeah. well change uh, their point of view on things. I mean, even at a federal level, we are seeing uh, about face from, on a number of issues. Just be a little careful, uh, Chris, with any of your policies you announce, uh, because uh, the LNP might pinch them ahead of any upcoming <laughs> state election, OK? Absolutely. I'll be, I'll be aware of that. But look, yesterday we tried to move this motion. Very wasn't Didn't condemn anybody. Wasn't uh, playing the man and not the ball. We just said, look, let's back Australian manufacturing and stop building this infrastructure overseas. Yeah. And incredibly, yesterday afternoon, you just mentioned it, they voted against it. So even after the evidence of the last week and the disasters in transport infrastructure over the last two years, they still haven't heard the message, Marcus. We, we just need a fundamental change here because it's not working. All right. Uh, look, if it's not crook trains and ferries, it's crook or cooked books. Uh, the mm. Tahi situation. Uh, I've uh, I've done a little bit of work on this. It's basically an accounting trick which moves assets into another column. Tell me mm. how we're going with this. I mean, it's surely uh, we need greater transparency. Yeah, look, what happened here is a couple of years ago, the government decided to move all their transport assets into a separate company, so it didn't look like they were spending money on transport infrastructure anymore. So it boosted the budget bottom line by over billions of dollars over the years. And they were caught. Uh, KPMG internally did a review of it. They found that it didn't stack up, that the budget position was worse, and they've had a huge dispute over it for a number of years. It's all been blown up, but at the end of the day, our rail assets aren't worth nearly as much as they used to be, and the budget situation's far worse, which has real-world impacts. It affects our ability to borrow money, to service yeah. our debts, and, and a whole range of other aspects of state government administration. So it's not good, Marcus, and it probably won't surprise many of your listeners that the New South Wales government's been up to it. All right, just before I let you go, one without notice here, and it's in today's uh, newspaper... High-rise vision for the bush. Towering high-rises could become the norm and not the exception in regional towns in a bid to ease the housing crisis striking the bush. And they've spoken to a number of mayors from Orange and Bathurst and as far north as, as Coffs Harbour and Port Macquarie uh, talking about how they, they uh, would welcome, if you like, a... Uh, uh, you know, these varying housing options, there are some who are dead set against it. I've had a number of calls on the program from many who are concerned that, you know, we, we may see high-rises going up in the centre of Mudgee and Bathurst and Orange, etc. I mean, what's your point of view on this? Well, look, I re building in the bush is a good thing. We need, obviously, economic development and growth. But the only thing I'd say is uh, representing a community that's had a lot of high-rise over the last few years, your local community, get their input, make yeah. sure that it's designed appropriately and don't just, in a jackbooted style, turn up one day and demand that high-rise will go up everywhere. 
that's not the way we, you should do things, and it'll make the locals very unhappy. Well, yeah, you'd know uh, down in your neck of the woods, on every corner, uh, down in Cogra, those sorts of areas. This look, it's probably the right place for it. That sort of medium density uh, apartment building, but I don't know whether it, uh, you know, is is appropriate for places like Bathurst and Orange where on the outskirts you've got so much greenfield space. I don't know. I mean, people obviously want to live close to town, but it's a lot easier to get into Bathurst, say, from Kelso or elsewhere where you can develop yeah. than it is to, you know, to get into the centre of Sydney from Cogra, for, for instance. That's exactly right. But, I mean, look, people get really angry when they feel they're not being consulted about sure. the direction of their community, and, and they should be too because... You put a lot of money into your asset, your house, and you build your family up and you live in these communities. You want to be consulted about major changes, and I can understand why regional communities want to have a say as well. Good to have you on, Chris. Thank you. We'll chat next week. Appreciate it. Thanks, Marcus. All the best. All right, our weekly chat with the State Opposition Leader, Chris Minns. (laughs) 